All right, folks, welcome to the first episode of Seishura for 2021. As always, I'm Scoop Magoo. I'm Jim Jam. And yeah, what better way to start out the new year than to talk about what we're excited about for the new year? This is um, kind of our all encompassing view of what we're looking forward to both you know um in terms of announced releases just you know for very uh very really what anticipated releases are on our radar but also just personally what listening goals do we have uh, what are some long shot possible releases you know an album that's or an artist that's really due to release a new album and hasn't announced it yet or just someone we'd really love to see release something um, and kind of what we're aiming to accomplish as music listeners, which I mean, I guess that's a weird way to put it, but I think when we talk about our our musical resolutions, it'll it'll make sense, you know. But at least for me, I, I view music as, as kind of an active process of just becoming a better music listener, um, just trying to appreciate more genres. I feel like that informs how I listen to genres and albums I already enjoy. So. Uh, really interested to dive into that conversation, and we will, you know, we will soon. But really quickly, we wanted to um, spend a little bit of time recognizing. Um, obviously, twenty twenty was not a great year. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone would dis- dispute that. Just overall, it was not a great year, and part of that is we lost a number of really prominent musicians, and this was prompted by uh, just including this segment in this episode was prompted by. MF Doom, just very suddenly, his family announcing that he passed away uh, on Halloween, which it, it, the I guess it kind of is fitting. He was a little bit of a murky private figure, so the fact that the announcement of his passing was equally, you know, unusual. Um, but yeah, I, I know that um, you know Jimmy and I have very different approaches or different thoughts about mf doom's music but certainly it's hard to deny that he was a a a pivotal figure in underground hip-hop and it's it's i think he was only 49 it's just very very shocking to hear that he passed so so young and kind of out of nowhere i know he had he'd been doing some um some guest appearances here and there i think but he hadn't really been super public with a new album in a few years at least. I think he did that project with Zarface, but other yeah. other than that, I don't think he's released a solo album in a while. So, yeah, but it just it was really shocking to to hear that. I mean, Mad Villainy is one of my all time favorite albums, and it's just it was, um, it was sad to hear that. So yeah, yeah. I guess I'll turn it over to you to talk about that, and then I guess we'll dive into a few other people that were you know really sad yeah. to see go in twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, I don't really have uh, a ton to say about MF Doom because you pretty much, you know, <laughs> said everything I want to say that, you know, uh, you know, just important hip hop figure. So, um, well, Mad Villainy, I, I, I don't love it to the point that you do. Um, I've grown to have a very healthy respect for it. Um, yeah, you know, it, 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 it was a, like when you texted me, I was like, what? Like this, yeah, it was what? shocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But um, so I, I guess I'm just gonna name off a couple of uh, people that I have down. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and I'm I'm personally just not going to you know go into this a ton because I just 
I, I feel like other, you know, um, more educated people have, have already kind of said what they can about these people. So um, just uh, my little is uh, Florine Schneider from uh, Craftwork. Uh, Harold Budd, who is famously, uh, probably most famously known for collaborating with Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Van Halen. Um, mm-hmm. Little Richard. And uh, Genesis Peorage from uh, Throbbing Gristle and Psychic TV. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, it was. It really felt like it was across the musical spectrum, and, and I guess it. In some ways, we talked before. It makes sense that. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and I don't mean that in like a. Hopefully, it doesn't sound flippant, but just be, you know, as time goes on, the people yeah. that we listened to and loved, you know, growing up, or just people. In general, get older. This happens. Um, I, every time we do one of these episodes, I I repeat myself with this, but like, I I think it's worth just contextualizing the fact that uh, popular music and like pop culture as we know it hasn't existed for all that long. You know, in the general course of like modern civilization. So you know, it's you know, it, like it makes sense kind of in a way for the, you know, like it's, it's about time in a way. I, th- th- there's just no way to come off, you know, without seeming like an asshole, I guess. <laughs> but just that, you know, I, I think, you know, all things must pass. And, you know, I, for the people who, you know, were sort of closer to the start of, you know, popular music as we know it, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's that their time, their their time comes, you know. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Real quick, I'll, I'm going to name a few that I have. I'll go relatively quickly. Um, yeah. As well, um, Neil Pert was was mm. again one that was he was getting older, and I think there was kind of an understanding when they took a break that partially it was because of, um, I think their original break was because of his his daughter passing away in an mm. accident, I believe. But then the second break was part of Neil's health, so that wasn't super um, surprising. This next one from the kind of the prog world was a little little shocking. Is uh, Sean Malone uh, and Sean Reinhardt, the bassist and drummer respectively, oh, yeah. of Cynic, both yeah. died, both died very young this year. Wait, wait, both of them? I thought both. it was just Sean Malone. No, Sean Reinhardt died early this year. They both died of, of different, um, you know, obviously unrelated, but just very. Very odd. Two members of the same band passed away. Yeah. Just very, uh, just yeah. Uh, John Prime. Uh, I can't say mm-hmm. I, I know much about his music, but the incredible breadth of people from the folk and country world who, you know, were very open about how much it hurt that he had passed. It's clear that he made a huge impact, and mm-hmm. in the music I've listened to since his passing, very much uh, clear that he was a pivotal figure. Uh, and lastly, uh, McCoy Tyner. Uh, I actually forgot that he mm-hmm. passed away this year, um, but you know, as I was looking through some names for this episode, uh, and you know, very sad. But but it's kind of there aren't many of these jazz greats left just because of when they came to prominence. It's not surprising that I mean, what like sixty years ago at this point, fifty, yeah. sixty years ago. So I mean, it's it's kind of crazy that um, people like Herbie Hancock and I think Wayne Shorter is still around. Yeah, Sonny yeah. Rollins is still yeah. around as well. Pharaoh Sanders. Yeah. Um, there's a handful, you yeah. know, still. But exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, it, it kind of it's sad, but we, we wanted to commemorate that 
you know, these people had you know, obviously made contributions. We've talked about their music before, but I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about them. Um, and there's no really great way to segue, so just hard pivot. Uh, yeah. Now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about um, some of our musical um, resolutions, and th- this is a, a fun idea that that you actually suggested, and I just I think it's it's a I, cool cool idea. If I remember right, we we've been doing this. I think we did this last year too. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it's something I I think is cool to think about, just because you know like every year. Uh, you, you know, just regardless of what you do, you know, time passes and you grow as a person and, you know, as a listener, your tastes change and sort of the breadth of what you want to listen to changes as well. And so, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's cool sort of documenting that process in this podcast. And this yeah. is just this specific instance is kind of like our personal goals this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I mean, are we just gonna like just swap off? I guess. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So, um, my one of my big things, I, I really want to listen to uh, more independent, like underground type of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- this is kind of a strange thing, just because um, I, I don't know, I've just noticed that like past couple of years on my album of the year lists, I always it feels like it's majority of like uh like big names in a way, and I'm not exactly against that. It, but I feel like there are a lot of artists, um, you know, who don't get a ton of attention, and you know, I think the this the the gamut between, you know, sort of pop and just complete underground bedroom producers is just very wide, and I feel like it's it's a lot of fertile territory that I haven't really explored as much, and I mm-hmm. feel like you know deserves to be explored more. Uh, so, you know, as a result, I'm trying to just uh, dip more into that. You know, uh, I think just as much as I don't like saying this, uh, I think they're using Bandcamp more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I uh, just following a couple of labels that I've really liked in the past, um, you know, and just that type of thing, just trying to sort of, you know... Um, I not exactly have my 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 finger on the pulse, um, you know, of that movement, but just more like, I, I I would like to have more awareness of what's going on in those scenes. So, yeah, absolutely. That that's a that's a great resolution. Um, yeah. Yourself. So I, <laughs> the first one I have, it's funny. I guess it's a two for in a way. Uh, I'm going to use an example of resolution that I think was your suggestion that I took, I actually did, I followed, uh, to highlight a resolution I didn't follow through on. Um, So you said, wouldn't it be cool if you tracked, um, like, very explicitly what type of music, you know, genre-wise, location-wise, you you listen to? And I did. Uh, I actually, for every release, I had... Like, I, I included subgenres and whatnot, but I also included, like, an overarching genre. So, like, I had categories like rock, metal, class, you know, like, like very blanket categories. And then I would put, you know, color in between. And then, by the same token, I put, you know, location just to see where my listening habits had. And I'll get to one of my other resolutions later in terms of location. The first one in terms of genre, it was really cool to see. Like, very, you know, very black and white, or in this case, multicolor, because it's a, a bunch of different slices of the pie that I have in front of me. 
what type of genres I listen to most. So the top three, 35% of my listening was metal, which I don't think was super yeah. surprising. Uh, 20.7 was rock, which again, rock, like that includes a huge swath of types of, you know, rock music, but I guess also, you know, still guitar based music basically, which is not metal. Uh, yeah. But then number three was interesting was electronic 12.6. Uh, I guess I never realized how much I liked um, electronic or like it just, I guess it grew on me this year or it was something that maybe um, I, I felt like I got more into instrumental music this year for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of electronic is instrumental. Um, unfortunately, two genres I wanted to listen to more of, and actually one of them spawned your recommendation to follow music was uh, jazz. I, I felt like I didn't listen to as much jazz as I should have, and it kind of bore out. Is It was only about 9% of my overall listening, which um, it, that just feels weird to me, because like jazz has been such a big part of my musical development, and I... Um, I, I don't know. Like it was just. I mean, it it kind of makes sense in a way, though, because like, I mean, think about like the last decade. Like, I I really can't. I can only think of like a handful of like jazz albums that like really like touched me that were actually like new releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that there aren't, you know, because like like they, there are a lot of you know things going on in the jazz world. It's just not, I think, as prevalent as it used to be obviously yeah i Um, I mean but i I feel like like i put a lot of effort like you could find jazz if you um if you look i mean you can find any genre if you look for it and i think the distinction with that i always make is that you know i listen to uh what was it i can find the number um like 800 albums or something i felt a little bit short i felt 772 (laughs) new but new releases so that includes eps demos and out al- you know albums across the spectrum a lot of them i listened to once uh, i really just kept you know i did it just to you know keep my interest alive in listening to new music but also just to keep track of releases that i return to later and there are some releases that ended up on my album of the year list that i, I did end up returning to because i i didn't forget them i kept track of them um so I guess I just didn't put as much effort into finding new jazz as I did for metal, for example. Um, but the other slice of the pie that was more um, kind of stayed stagnant was hip hop. It was only four percent of my listening. Oh yeah, and I I think last year you you said that you wanted to yeah get more in there. So I mean, I mean I, but you know, I would also like I think if, if if we really wanted to be stat nerds about this and spent like the rest of this year like you know intricately plotting all the details of all these albums you would find that distribution for hip-hop was probably higher last year than it was in previous years because of uh you know like didn't you have you had run the jewels four and you had that other hip-hop album like in your top five yeah i i mean uh i i kind of i feel like maybe i should do that next year like on facebook i posted each of the the pie charts for like the two people who might care and then i posted my top 50 so yeah it might be interesting to look like do like a breakdown of these categories on my actual top 50 list that's actually a really good point because they're definitely not only just those two i mentioned but deeper down on my top 50 there are some hip-hop albums so um but overall and my listening was pretty pretty low and i think like i mentioned last year um so basically all this to say is i'm re-upping my um 
my resolution to listen to more hip hop and jazz. But the thing with hip hop is that um, it's as much as I've kind of been hit or miss on whether or not like lyrics are really super important for me. Um, obviously, in hip hop, they are at, le- at least for me, they're important to an extent. Um, so when I listen, they do most of my music listening while I'm working. It's really difficult for me to focus on the lyrics. Mm. So that, especially as I have been working from home and been working longer hours, it just became even harder for me to really focus on new hip hop. So, so I'm going to try again to do this year. But at least, at least now it's not just like, I guess that's the difference from last year's resolution. Is last year was just kind of a vague thought I had. Like, oh, I don't yeah. listen to enough hip-hop and jazz. Now I know I don't listen to as much hip-hop and jazz. Because ideally, I'd love to see these, you know, the pie chart be relatively equally distributed amongst certain genres, just because um, I, I like... These are all genres that, that I hold dear, and I, I like, and I have a lot of, you know, releases I hold close to the chest from these styles, so... Um, but it was interesting to see that I, I'm still a metalhead at heart. The fact that, like, the, by far the yeah. biggest slice of the pie was metal. That was, if ever I doubted that I've been drifting away from that style, not so much. I mean, even so. though I, I don't, was were there any metal albums in your top ten last year? Now that, I think about it, that is the that is the weird thing is that as much metal as I listen to, I don't think a ton overall made it into my or at least it, it's very disproportionate that is interesting isn't it i don't know yeah, but but i mean you, you you also write for a metal blog so you know i it's it's to be expected yeah but it is interesting that i don't know that, that's that's it i'm gonna sit on that that's a cool thought or like an interesting thought that as much metal as i listen to uh, i don't know i guess it's just you know cast a, a wide net into a large pond but not much comes out i don't know I, I mean, it's there are a lot of answers, you know, uh, a lot of thoughts around there. But I think also, like, you definitely see, like, I, I've, I've seen, I found that, like, you kind of have, like, your feel-good music. And I think metal is that to a certain extent. But I think, hmm. you know, I, I think just given, uh, you know, uh, you know, your recent marriage and everything, just, I, I think, like, folk has become like a sort of a more prevalent um you know interest there just because of your your mutual uh love for it so Mm. you know just 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 throwing some theories out there (laughs) yeah no for sure yeah um so i i'll let say okay so 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 your your resolution after all this time (laughs) to is to you know listen to more uh jazz and hip-hop yeah exactly okay all right uh cool Cool. I you know I I didn't really think of any specific genres thing for the most part except for one which is I, I, and really I'm not putting it as like listen to more of this as much as like try to be more open to it and give some essential albums a shot and that's just you know country and folk mm-hmm. mostly country uh, because that, that that's always been kind of like my my musical white whale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's about time I, you know, I, I, I go Ahab on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, and I'm not, uh, I, I'm not talking about in terms of, you know, new releases. Uh, though, if like you know, uh, if if there is like a new release that gets like a lot of 
you know, uh, praise, I'll definitely check it out. Um, but it's more just trying to like, you know, go back to the basics, Marty Robbins and like Willie Nelson and, uh, Johnny Cash and John Prine and like, just kind of, you know, um, testing the waters there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that that's, it, it's always a, a good feeling with me when I, I get into a genre. Not that there's anything wrong with disliking a genre, but when there's something like when I finally, I can't yeah, say but, when it clicks. The, yeah. the, there, there, there's a lot of uh, you know pleasure to be found in that. Exactly, that's a great way to put it. It's, it's not so much that like you're proving yourself you've been wrong all these years. It's just that it's nice when something clicks, like something that you. It'd be nice to appreciate. Like for, I, I always said that I hated power metal and I'm still not a big fan but you know in recent years I've come to appreciate it more and, and I think when you know, when it's on I don't automatically roll my eyes sometimes I roll my eyes because some of it is still really yeah really awful but I, I I mean it's one of those genres that I think is just purposefully cheesy yeah ex- exactly but I think for me I try not to I, I'd like to at least appreciate pretty much every genre out there and it's not super easy I still have some you know, some genres to work on. Uh, I think I don't know. I have to think if there are any that I. I, I mean, don't. there are always some because I mean, like you know, there's just there are a million genres out there, and there are a million more waiting to kind of be made, and the lines between all of them are very gray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, um, yeah. So what uh, you are up next? Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to do a... So I kind of have two resolutions that are a little bit of a re-up or kind of an extension. The fact that I now have some data to back up, you know, what my resolutions were last year. But I'm going to sandwich them behind a new resolution, which is uh, quality over quantity. Uh, at first, I was disappointed. My goal was to listen to a 1,000 albums this year and i got relatively close in the grand scheme of things yeah Uh, but i think thinking back on it um obviously like all the albums are in my top 50 i listened to each of them multiple times um but i think in the process of ordering them it became clear that i didn't listen to all of them enough or as much as i i wish i had and it was specifically after and this might inform whether or not i make a top 50 next year or or kind of cut it down because after i'd say the 25 to 30 mark it started getting a little um a little vague in a way just yeah yeah yeah, because like the number of time like as i went and again i can't say this probably is you know, pretty obvious thing to say. As I went down my top 50, the number of times I listened to each album also went down. But I feel like that's kind of the point, is that potentially, if I listened to fewer albums but more times each, maybe I would have had an easier time ranking them. Or maybe a harder time, but I feel like it'd be a harder time because I grew to appreciate each of them more, and I'm able to weigh my feelings about each more. Um, So, yeah, I, I just, I feel like, like... I don't really get a special award for having listened to a thousand albums, but when it came to making my top 50, which is something I enjoy doing every year, it felt like it was more difficult than it would have been if I actually, like if I had a smaller sample size, but more, you know, like more time spent with each release to kind of make a decision. 
here or there. So, so, you, so do you have a specific number, or are you just like kind of just playing it by ear? Um, I don't know. That'll be interesting because I, I feel like having that approach where when I, I go to listen to like or I want to listen to something instead of automatically going to Bandcamp or going you know trying to search for a new release just to pad the number maybe I look back at the albums I listened to over the last month and say hey I want to listen to that again so I'm I feel like maybe I'd still like to listen to several hundred I think maybe five five hundred will probably be my stretch goal this year versus a thousand I'll see where that goes or mm. maybe just in general not having that you know that ceiling so to speak and not having like n again not focusing on the quantity but just focusing on the quality and again especially in my top 10 all albums i listen to a lot you know multiple times over you know formed a bond with each of them so i'm not really i'm not worried about you know the quality albums i'm putting out there for whatever small audience in my friends list cares you know <laughs> but like i feel like i'm putting together a list that is generally not like I, I didn't it's not like i listened to each of my top 50 once and was like yeah whatever we'll just slap them together but i i would like to have <laughs> i.e I, me <laughs> no, uh, no no i mean I, let's be fair that's pretty much what i did for mine so but but yeah i, I mean yeah. i i just feel like for me it, it was it's something that i I'd like to shift my focus and see what that what that does. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's good. I mean, it's the thing, but like you know, I w whatever you choose to do, I'm always on board with. Uh, I though I I just I've personally never um, understood. I think how you were able to listen to so many albums, <laughs> and just how you were able to sort of take pleasure in listening to that many new albums. <laughs> I guess. Which, um, coincidentally, my next resolution, quote-unquote, is... Because uh, it's not really a resolution. Because um, in the past, uh, I have mar I've said notably that I want to listen to less new music every year. And uh, every year, I end up not doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, this year, my, my resolution is to say, fuck it. <laughs> and just not care either way uh you know not exactly going to you know go out and try to do what you do on an average year but you know at the same time i'm not gonna kind of like just purposely like try to like hold myself up in my room like a hermit um you know <laughs> yeah so uh it's just l letting that thing go and just not not caring because it, it gets really frustrating uh, after a while to be like oh have I listened to this or you know have I not and it's just like nope alright just just gotta let it all go I feel like our our takes are like pretty much in the same ballpark is that yeah. which is just basically just approach music naturally not you know yeah not like hey I need to hit a thousand or, or you saying like you know fuck new releases like just you know somewhere 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 in the middle so yeah exactly I'm interested to see how that shakes out by the end of the year yeah uh, i mean same here with, with, with your with with your stuff and uh, i do you have any more because i i have one more i have one more too and like All i right. said it's kind of the uh the 2020 failures sandwich where the one i just <laughs> mentioned was kind of a new one uh i guess in a way it's kind of the counterpart to i think previously i said i wanted to hit a thousand now i'm saying i don't want to hit a thousand so just just all types of contradictions um <laughs> but 
One of the other things I said is I wanted to listen to more non-Western music or like you know more yeah. multicultural music, and it's not uh, it's not anything. I mean, part of it is just I, I want to be more well-rounded um, and and appreciate different cultures. I think that that's important. I've, I've always I've appreciated just in my life getting to know people from different backgrounds, um, but from a genre perspective, obviously different cultures, different um, uh, different regions just have different approaches to um, historical styles. And we saw that this year. I mean, I loved that Nihil Oxica record that took mm. the traditional African drumming and made it like this really like weird industrial techno album, basically. Uh, I love that uh, Duma record that I thought it was... Uh, a- I- I, I heard about that from uh, Oliver from Deep Cuts, yeah, and I, th- that's on my list to listen to because, goddamn, that thing sound that like looks so cool. I, I will say I thought it was a little one note, like pretty much what you got from what you got is what you got throughout the album. But what you got was a really, really intense, interesting listen, and it was it, it was just it was super cool. Um, I ended up really loving that Natalia Lafourcade. La Fricade album that was yeah. you know all traditional Mexican folk songs and like I don't even know if I would even check that out in years past um, so that was my goal heading into 2020 uh, what I'm about to tell you is I failed miserably like yeah. not like really really <laughs> like like honestly shockingly badly so 50.8% of the albums I listened to came from the United States so right off the bat that's quite a quite a benchmark if you add up my listening from the U.S., the U.K., uh, Australia, Europe, and Canada, 95% of my listening came from there. So in terms of Latin America, the Middle East, Africa, Asia, 5% of my listening. Not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I guess don't be too hard on yourself because th- this is kind of like, you know... Part of the reason it's like that is because, like, a lot of it is marketed. Yeah. Like this, you know, like it's. I I feel like if you want to listen to, you know, some, you, you know, someone from like, you know, uh, I don't know, Guam, you know, just like, like it's it's not something that you can just like pull up iTunes for, yeah. you know, or I guess Apple Music now, but um. <laughs> You know, it's 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 like you really have to like kind of like dig around for it. It, it. Exactly. Like I'm not when I say I fail, I'm not saying like man, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm just. I mean, just literally. I, I yeah. Failed. I did a bad job. Yeah. But I, I, you, yeah. Go ahead. I was the, the the takeaway is that just I consume media with a you know a Western slant, a U.S. Slant, you know like a slant not necessarily covering music from the continents that I'm interested in. So it all all it shows me is I really do have to do a better job finding releases like Neil Oxica. And again, I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to go listen to just a shit ton of like traditional African folk music or whatever, but like I want to find interesting artists that incorporate interesting genres and styles from around the world that I may yeah. not be I may not be super well versed in. It be, all it showed me is just I, I have I'm a work cut out for me. But again, that's why I'm, I'm really grateful that you made that suggestion to track my listening because I know firsthand and kind of like you said, the fact that I had 
some diverse albums in my top 50, I would have thought, hey, I did a good job. But clearly, when you look at the all-encompassing view of my listening habits, I definitely could be, I could diversify my listening more. And again, it's not just a geography thing, it's a genre thing. Obviously, different yeah. countries are going to have different concentrations of different styles. So, Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the main takeaway with that is kind of like interest is that like it, because I, I you know I was I was on Reddit uh, the other day I saw this um, this post on uh, Let's Talk Music which by the way I recommend to anybody who you know is interested in just in-depth discussion on music mm-hmm. um, and the, this person was just saying like oh you know like it's sort of this idea of like t- being tasteless and not like in a negative way but just like you know expanding your worldview with music in a way and it was just like I, I I was I was very divided on the thoughts that people had re- like this person that presented because like I think it's good to listen you know to, to sort of you know expand your reach but you know at the same time half of the time it almost feels like you're just trying to be woke in mm. a way. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, look at me. I'm tolerant of other cultures because I listen to all these different musicians. And it's just yeah. like, fuck you. Like, yeah. And, and like, just, like, just to it, be clear, that that's not my, that's yeah, not no, my no, angle. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not implying that. I, I, I just think that it's, you know, I, I, I like, like I said, I think interest is the key. That it's just like, you know, instead of just, you, you know, like, and you said this exactly pretty much. It's just like. You know, you, you're not, it's not like you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to every African folk drumming album that comes <laughs> out in 2021. It's yeah. more like, you know, I'm going to find what interests me that happens to not be in a region that I'm, you know, used to listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. And again, I'm like, like I just mentioned some specific examples of why that's fruitful is that Neoloxica album ended up being one of my favorite releases of the year. And it, yeah. it, it you know, it incorporated um african drumming traditions in a really unique and mind-bending way and again not looking to just listen to the and if i find something like that natalia la forcade album where basically it really is just traditional mexican folk music great and if it hits me the way it did great yeah. but i really As want they, yeah like it, it it's all about interest dude yeah. like it's you know does it is it interest you do you like the music you know it's not you know, it's that's that that's all I'm kind of bringing up because I I definitely have the same idea that you do of just like I I it would be really cool to be able to break out more because there's just like there's so much more out there and it's just you know it'd be so cool to at least get a little taste of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So my final one is, uh, I mean, similar to what you, you know, you, you, you've called this your, your failure sandwich. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 this is something that I really failed at last year because, uh, last year I, I wanted to listen to, you know, a basically just sit down and listen to albums without doing anything else, just sit and listen. And, uh, it's very difficult to do that. Um, I wanted to try to do that like every day last year. I completely failed at that. Uh, even like once a week, failed at that. Uh, I probably had like maybe five for the entire year that mm-hmm. I just sat down and listened to, and I I just simply I want to increase that number. 
I don't know how. I want to aim for like maybe once a week, but you know, who knows? Um, I, I I just think it's something that I personally need to do more because mm-hmm. you know I just you know I'm a very overstimulated person. Yeah. You know, I I go from you know learning how to code to reading about string theory to playing modular synth to playing guitar etc etc and this is my entire fucking day and it's just like you at some point you gotta just chillax and just sit down and kind of do nothing for a little bit yeah so absolutely i i kind of have the same low-key uh goal but i didn't bring it up just because it's it's so hard for me to, oh yeah no it's, like, like it's, said, it's incredibly difficult and i think when uh you know sort of the you know like sort of like the the, the zeitgeist at the time is very stressed is very stressful it, it becomes even more difficult because it's just like you end up just kind of you know worrying about everything yeah and uh so it's it's you know it, it it's a tough thing to do but it's you know i think it's something that's worth working on Exactly. And for me, it's just, it's going to take some conscious, you know, when I get up in the morning before Lauren on the weekends, instead of just getting on my phone or getting on my laptop, just putting out an album and, and chilling. Cause certainly after work on the weekdays, if like after dinner, I'm like, well, I'm going to go in my office, shut the door and listen to an album for an hour. She, Lauren would probably be like, I mean, nah, you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna help me with the dishes or we're going to watch a show together. Like, no, that's so it definitely, but again, it's one of those things when people say, I say it all the time. Like, I don't have time for that. What that means is I didn't, you know, I didn't make time for that. Yeah. So that's a good way of putting it. I really like that because I, I, I have so many, like, I know just so many people who are like, oh yeah, I want to do X, but why? And it's like. Yeah, you know, I get it, but at the end of the day, you just gotta do X. Yeah, you gotta do, you gotta <laughs> do the thing. That that's what it come, comes down to. Yeah, is, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's all I have. And uh, you said that that's all you have. Yeah. So now, now we are on to actual in the flesh announced releases, and, <laughs> and we didn't s- take half the fucking episode. I know. <laughs> So we're going to do three tiers here. The first being, you know, legit, this album is announced, this album is coming out, looking forward to it. Uh, Then we're going to do albums that are announced or hinted toward or in some capacity there's an indication it's going to come out this year, but, you know, not necessarily fully materialized. Then we're going to do Pipe Dream releases, you know, whether or not, like I said at the beginning of the episode, an artist is due for a new release or we just kind of would really want we just we yeah. just want to happen um so yeah why don't why don't you why don't you take us away all right well so i only have four uh albums in this uh you know actually has a release date thing because i you know I, I don't know whether it's a you know covid affecting the industry type of thing but i really haven't found a ton of like legit announcements as of late uh, and it, I mean, it's also because it's very, very early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, is it cool if I just go through four, all four yeah, of these I right think, now? I that, yeah, I think that makes okay. sense. Suggest that just yeah. makes most sense. Uh, January fifteenth is uh, Mechanical Soul by uh, Frontline Assembly. They're a um, like electro industrial band that I, I've always been aware of and like listened to a little bit throughout the years. But I'm like, you know what? 
I, I, I'm gonna listen to it. You know, it just, it, it just seemed like something uh, because I, I, I've been really getting into like that kind of like industrial EBM type of uh, flavor as of late, and so I don't know. It'd just be cool to listen to that. They, these guys are like one of the kings of just like that kind of like electro industrial sound. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this one just got announced today, but uh, January twenty fifth, uh, White Suns uh, comes out with uh, the Lower Way, um, which I I had no idea that you know, it just it was like it just popped up in my in my Reddit feed today. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I well I can't remember the name of their last album, but I I wasn't over the moon about it. But I I I do really like what they do as a band. So I'm very I'm very excited to see sort of how they're gonna sort of employ, you know, their arsenal this time around. Um, February fifth uh, is I and I'm not really I haven't looked into this a ton, so I don't really know much about it. But it it's apparently a collaboration between um, Femi Kuti and Made Kuti. Who uh, Femi Kuti is uh, one of the sons of Fela Kuti, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Made Kuti is <laughs> in some way related. Um, but this album is called Legacy Plus. I have no idea what it's actually about. It, I, no idea at all. Uh, but you know, I, I, I definitely like, uh, I, like my it caught my eye because um, Femi Kuti put out now called uh, I think it was called Shoki Shoki, back in like the '90s, and it's a really really good album. Uh, it's like a super fun Afrobeat album. So mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that this will kind of be like more of that. And uh, yeah, and then finally, uh, March fifth, uh, Kuzu and the album is called uh, "The Glass Delusion," and they're kind of a um, like a free jazz kind of like heavy metal almost type of uh, group. They do like you know uh, this album's coming out on Astral Spirits, so you you nice. kind of know what you're getting into. Just kind of like that they describe the label describes themselves as like heavy free jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so um yeah that is all i have <laughs> awesome yeah great um definitely some stuff that i'm i'm not interested in based on what you you um shared but my list starts with an overlap and that is i'm also excited about the new white suns album uh i i did i liked their last album probably more than you did but i did miss the it was much more of a dark ambient kind of soundscapey noise album i missed mm. the, the blend of like the true noise rock hybrid that they offered before yeah um so i'm hoping they get back to that but i think either way i'll probably enjoy it uh next uh, and it, uh, as you said it's coming out january 15th uh next one i'm really looking wait, forward wait the, the, that's coming out january 15th uh, the, the white suns album yeah so that's what i have down oh i i have january 25th for some reason oh their band right. comes to the 15th well, oh, okay. Well, all right. Then I, I did, that's good to know. So Yeah, so sooner, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, next, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, which is odd to say because I didn't really care for their last album, but um, it is the new Mogwai album, As the Love oh. Continues, uh, coming out February 19th. And it's not that I just, like, truly disliked their last album, uh, I remember listening to it. What it was called, "Every Country Sun." I just remember listening to it and be like, Ugh, "I didn't like that." And then I just was not. Um, I just I really loved the they're like punchy, straightforward, but still kept the spirit of what post rock was about. And this one felt like they used more vocals. It just felt kind of like a lot of 
dream sh- dream pop shoegaze tropes kind of crept in and it, it just became mm-hmm. less special so i'm hoping they get back to their roots but either way i mean i'm a big mogwai fan um next one kind of continuing a theme of albums that i don't know if i'll like but i'm just anticipating uh the new tribulation album leviathans mm. um i have historically not been a big tribulation fan but i feel like part of that is a little bit unfair because it's due to the f- the way it was the way that everyone talked about them yeah I was, like they talked about it as this like super innovative death and black metal band and really it's kind of in a way like heavier ghost like heavier weirder <laughs> ghost and and that may not even be the best way to put it but that's just kind of what it, it felt like yeah just, but, but like like ghost and like retro rock is is not forward thinking like just yeah, like objectively like, not <laughs> it, it just it was kind of like pretty good goth metal but i just i felt kind of confused because the way people described it was just not at all what it you know what it was so i'm looking forward to listening to it with kind of a fresh perspective like in some ways i don't think it's fair to hold it to that standard of of you know other people talked about in a certain way so therefore it's you know let me down like i don't know like i I feel like i need to get over it and in general I i thought there was a lot of promise to the music i heard just there was aspects of it that i wasn't super um I wasn't super excited about, so I'm, I'm curious to give it a clean uh, listen. Uh, this next one is something I'm looking forward to genuinely, with no caveats. Uh, the new Slow Tie album, uh, Tyrone, which is his actual name. Uh, I knew this guy existed, but never really listened to him uh, until he had a feature on the new Disclosure album that came out last year. And it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't a true hip hop track, it was a dance song that he wrapped on but he just his flow and i love that specific like really i, I don't want to say cockney and speak out of term but like that very like brash english accent and the way he rapped with it was so so good i loved it and i ended up listening to nothing great about britain which is was really well received um i believe in 2019 yes 2019 just click through his band camp really looking forward to hearing a full album of his you know a new album uh, now that he's kind of gained some notoriety um mm. in a good way a notoriety is a bad term but um <laughs> um yeah i'm just I'm, I'm scrolling through my list those were kind of the big ones that popped out I'm, I'm very much looking forward to talking about the uh i guess the last one i'll shout out is uh the new i hate god album Oh yeah, uh, which is coming out on March twelfth. Uh, just always really, you know, quality traditional sludge metal. Uh, obviously, they were one of the kind of forefathers of sludge. So, uh, actually, saw them in Manchester. Uh, before, you know, last oh yeah, year, which I, was I. I remember that, and and how you just like wouldn't tell your parents what the name of the band was. Why well, no? I wouldn't see. I wouldn't tell my. I wouldn't tell my coworkers either. Like yeah, I'm yeah. Going to a metal show. Yeah, I'm just not just because I don't know. Like they, 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 from the way that they misspelled it, it's just the name itself. It's a pretty bad band name. I'm sorry, it's, it's not. It's, it's not a good. <laughs> yeah, band you, name. you're right. Dying Fetus is a much better band name. Also bad. <laughs> also bad. And a more yeah, you're right. Cannibal Corpse is a much better band name. <laughs> oh jeez, metal. I I, I I could go all day. Scott. I know metal metal and their band names. Jeez, I love um, them. <laughs> I know. Um, but now we are on to, um, yeah, to be determined. To TBD, but... like it's it's on our radar. It's been hinted toward, and 
we'll see if it actually happens. So, yeah. so are we just going to go down and just like just like before? Yeah, we'll do, just we'll do list them all. I have a feeling we'll have some overlap, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So um, first, I, I I have mine in relatively alphabetical order. I think so. Um, I I noticed this actually uh, earlier this year when I was just browsing through YouTube. But author and Punisher, uh, Tristan Stone is apparent. Tristan Shone is working on a new album that is supposed to be due out this year. And uh, I, I wasn't, you know, I I, I wasn't a huge fan of Beastland. Uh, his latest album, but you know I liked it. I don't remember a ton about it because I didn't listen to it much. But um, he's always been, you know, someone I like to keep on my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blood Incantation. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll put out something just given uh, the success of their last two albums and just sort of how they've exploded in like the metal world. Uh, it just seems like, you know good marketing i guess to to put out a new album this year uh, danny brown announced uh 40 uh which i didn't expect mm-hmm. uh for many reasons the first of which is like a sequel to 30 like kind of weird but also um just given how uh he can sometimes take a few years in between releases um uh, you know and you, you just never know how many years that might be um so that's going to be cool to look forward to. Uh, Coheed and Cambria is supposed to come out with the second act of uh, their Vaxis series of albums, which uh, first of which should be covered, which Scott loved. It was his favorite album of 2018. It was 20, it, if I remember right. It was awesome. Loved it. I, I just absolutely adored it. Uh, you know, I in all fairness, not one of their best albums. Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. I, I I'm a big Coheed and Cambria fan. Um, Converge, I, I'm pretty sure we'll put out something this year because they, it just seems, I don't know, it, it, the, the waters seem right, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Florence and the Machine, uh, I, I was expecting an album from them last year, uh, but I mean, obviously, uh, you know, 2020 is what it is. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of expecting that they'll end up doing something this year. Uh, Guns N' Roses, this is probably one of my, like, I cannot wait for this because, uh, you know, it's original lineup pretty much, um, is supposed to be working on new material. They were, that's what they were doing, I think last year. So there's a good chance we might have like a new Guns N' Roses, like album out this year and it might actually be good. So, uh, just, you know, the, my, my inner, like, you know, rock nerd is is just like foaming at the mouth (laughs) Mm -hmm. um leprous is i i mean just given sort of how regular they are with their album release cycles um i i feel like they're probably due for something this year um given pitfalls how good pitfalls was i really can't wait to see you know what they do with sort of this new melodic side of the sound that they've been exploring for the past couple records um this is the one i i'm pretty sure you you've probably heard of this um mad lib has an album called sound ancestors coming out supposedly this month but there hasn't been like a solid release date as far as i've seen announced yet and weirdly enough fortet is involved with this album and and i don't really understand the capacity of his involvement of like involvement in it i guess because like some people have described it as like a full-on collaboration whereas others is like he's like Fortep's like 
helping him produce it, I guess, or, you know, so I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but I'm really interested to see what that would be like, because, I, I mean, I think, you know, both of them are just, like, amazing, amazing producers, so just to see any interplay between the two is just, like, something I perked my ears up to. Um, I think Radiohead would put out something this year, because it's been, like, I don't know, Moonshade Pool was, what, like, 2016, if I'm right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's been, what, five, like, five years now? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I feel like they're really due for something. And, I mean, I remember hearing, um, I, I remember seeing some um, interview with Ed O'Brien where he was saying that, like, they're working on something, possibly. I, I, I might be, I, I I might not be remembering that right, but I, I do remember seeing something. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, another one of my favorite, like, that I'm just, like, very excited for because uh john frusciani is back with the band and they're they're actively writing new material um so that's like pretty much a definite this year really excited for that even though chili peppers uh music has not been as good as it used to be uh but i mean you know i i I just have such an admiration for john frusciani that i just like i i don't even care like i'll i'll listen to it so and finally uh shushu i you know, because I think, uh, was it 2019 that, maybe early 2020, that Jamie Stewart announced, like, he was, like, canceling tours, because citing, like, mental health reasons? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do remember him sort of showing up and making some, some appearance somewhere um, in, like, an album and things like that. So I, I, I feel like we're due for a Shushu album this year. Uh, or just something from Jamie Stewart. Uh, yeah, and that is all I have. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you, you, uh, you know, great minds think alike. You took a few of mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that Danny Brown album, I need it. Yeah. Uh, you know, partially because I, obviously, Danny Brown's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, also partially because, you know what I'm saying, it was easily my... Uh, least favorite Danny Brown album so far. It, really, it, even it, even worse than the hybrid. Uh, I haven't spent enough time with the hybrid to say so that, that, yeah. that that's a fair point. But in terms of the albums I, I've heard extensively, you know, from Triple X or Thirty forward, and it it definitely from my review it grew on me more. Ended up making my top fifty. I think it was pretty low down. Um, but it just I couldn't deny that it still was a good album. Just I, I after Atrocity Exhibition, I felt it was a step down. But definitely, yeah. definitely looking forward to that. I mean, it's it, it, it's hard to top that album. Like that album, I mean, it, I, I'm biased because I'm not a big fan of uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. But I mean, I, I think Atrocity Exhibition is the hip hop album of the decade. Frankly, yeah, I I, I, so. I hard to argue with that. I think that that's it's such a great forward thinking album. Um, yeah. Uh, Mad Lib and, and Fortet sound answer. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Like the fact that those once I saw those two were collaborating, I'm like, wow, that is that is some yeah, that is insane. Did you listen to the single that they put out from uh, it? I haven't. I, I I had just seen that they announced it. I didn't see any new music release, but I, yeah, I think, they, I think they, earlier like, they, I think, they included a YouTube link with it, which I I didn't listen to a ton of it, but it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll have to give that a, a listen. Um, uh, Saint Vincent announced that she is releasing a new album this year uh, and I am looking forward to it because she indicated she's going back in a more experimental direction uh, I liked her I like Mass Seduction more than other longtime fans 
Uh, it wasn't and not of, not just because of that booty. Well, it helps, but <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't one of my favorite of her albums. Certainly, uh, after because I got into her with her self titled, which is still my favorite of hers. I, I just thought it's so good, such such mm-hmm. a great album. I think it was peak pop with like Talking Heads worship, like art rock and art. Like it just it, it really balanced everything she did up to that point perfectly. And she went in a much more pop direction on Mass Seduction, uh, which it was good, but also I felt like she lost a little bit of her personality. Like there were some songs, she ended up working with Jack Ananoff, which he's great. I I think he's a really good pop producer, and I think that they made some good songs, but they just didn't feel like great St. Vincent, if that makes sense. Like it didn't feel like, it felt like good songs that she was singing, not necessarily. I didn't feel like it was the same, they were, I mean... Some of the songs in there, I definitely felt like were St. Vincent songs. But in any case, really want to hear her go back to what made me fall in love with her in the first place. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Dark Side was a huge shock to me because yeah. I... And, and again, I feel like time and again, your thesis that no one... It, no project is ever truly defunct just keeps getting proven right again <laughs> and again. Because I, I was... I was I was almost positive that they even announced that they were done. That it was just you know a one-off project that they they did together, uh, being Nicholas Jar, and I always forget who the other guy is. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry to the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry to the other guy. But uh, I'll look it up real quick. Not to be disrespectful, but yeah, just their self-titled debut was just. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really, really great, interesting, um, like neo. Oh, uh, David Herring, Dave Harrington, who I feel like he's in something I am aware of. I think he's just in like a, a, like a floating. Wait, is is he part of Fuck Buttons, or am I getting him confused? Uh, I don't, no, the, 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 that's the guy from Blank Mass, yeah, right? I don't see anything mentioned. I think he. Uh, I think he's kind of just like a floating guitarist in the kind of the underground music scene. But yeah, I mean, I love that album. Just a really interesting blend of Nicholas Jarre's electronica with some psychedelic guitar riffs and, and, and aesthetics. Um, just interested to hear uh, where that where that goes because they, they yeah. released a new single that uh, I didn't listen to because I kind of want to hear the album as a whole. But I'm, I'm just, I mean, I I'll listen to it. So yeah, I'm just I'm 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 stoked. I'm stoked to hear what, you know, what what a new Dark Side project will sound like. Uh, and finally, uh, I didn't even know that they. So in some ways, this might fall more into the pipe dream category just because of how this went down. But I guess the Cure were fully, oh, yeah. fully intending to release an album last year. And they, it, it just, they, they were fully intending to release two albums. I thought. Yeah, and it just year. it just didn't happen. And obviously, you know. It, there's reasons to believe that it just was probably they looked at the year and were like well we'll just see in 2021 but um yeah i i can't say i've listened most of the cure listening i've done um is their early er stuff in a way you know like yeah I, I don't know what the cutoff would be but like they're more recent stuff in the in the 2000s um it is uh not well liked yeah <laughs> that's part, that. of, part of the reason i've stayed away but um Maybe I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid a, a bit much, but the way that uh, the way that the quotes I saw they were talking about it, at least they believe it's somewhat of a return to their darker, more interesting side. I mean, again, 
I, that it, it is a bit of a trope for artists to say that and believe it, even if it's not true. But yeah, in in any case, I'm still I'm still interested. You know, I'm still if if it's as ambitious as at least they're claiming, it's worth a shot. You know, it's definitely worth yeah. a listen. So yeah, I I I am color me excited. Yeah, no, that I mean, it's like it, it definitely is interesting to see what they would do, but. I mean, see, it's it's just like with a band like The Cure, it, it's it's such like a, a coin toss almost. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still, I I I definitely want to keep you know by by like I want to be open to what they have to offer. Yeah. Um. So, pipe dream stuff. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna do the same thing again. Uh, I don't know if all these. I don't know if all these are in alphabetical order or not, but anyway, um, Boy Harsher, uh, they are like kind of like a dark wave EBM type of band. Uh, they put out an album called Careful, I think back in 2019, uh, that I actually just got last year. Uh, that I've been really digging. Like it's it's really really good. Like whenever I want to get like my rivet head like kind of phase on, and just you know kind of like wear you know like really big leather boots and like <laughs> put on makeup and like cry in a corner like that that's the shit that i listen to um <laughs> because i do that you know on a weekly basis <laughs> uh, no you know honestly i i think it's a genuinely good project um i this is i really don't see it happening because uh one of the members i think just started doing film scoring if i remember right um so it's kind of like a wash who knows I would really like to see it. Um, next up is Daughters. They're supposed like you know they they they're technically back together, uh, you know, and they released one of the best albums of the past decade, uh, a few years ago now, and we have not heard anything from them, and I feel like it's 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 about time they surface again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so I wasn't going to include this initially, but uh, with MF Doom's passing. I, I'm kind of hoping that Doom Starks might actually be like a reality this year. Yeah, it's like posthumous. Yeah, just like because I mean I, that, that's always been one of those projects that's been rumored for a long time, which is uh, with Doom and uh, Ghostface Killer. And I mean, I I think that'd be really cool to see, um, even even if it, it's in like a posthumous uh, kind of you know direction. Um, Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine has been hinting at a solo album for like feels like the past decade basically mm-hmm. uh, and I think he put out one single like three years ago or something um, I'm still hoping that he'll do something with that um, Doomtree uh, they are a hip hop collective from Minneapolis that I, I actually love a lot um, they it's been a while since they've put out their last like uh, Doomtree album uh, they've been putting out just a ton of solo albums that, uh, admittedly, I've not paid any attention to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would really like to see something from them uh, this year because their last album, All Hands, was very good. Um, ben Frost, I feel like it's been a few years since um, oh, I, The Center Cannot Hold. Um, and I, I, it'd be really cool to sort of see what he's uh, up to. Um, the Hacks and Cloak. I, I'm still I'm still holding out for the Hacks and Cloak. I think this is every year we have done one of these episodes. I have included the Hacks and Cloak because I'm just really hoping for something like that. 
but I mean Bobby Krillick's really um, I, I think he's he's kind of had like uh, you know kind of another career as a film scorer uh, which I mean he, those are all really good like the Midsommar score very great and everything mm-hmm. but I would really like to see something under the Hacks and Cloak title again just something spooky as fuck um, the Mars Volta I, mm. I, I'm kind of hoping because you know apparently they're back together and apparently they've been working on new material so you know and hopefully it will not be disappointing like Nocturnicate but um you know I'm still looking forward to it like I I had Elvia Lavaquez whatever you said call that song uh today and I'm like just damn dude like I just like I love the Mars Volta so much uh and I would just genuinely like to see anything that they put out. Um, and finally, this is kind of a weird one, but uh, Prurient. I'd like to see her do Prurient album. But specifically, uh, one on Profound Lore Records. Uh, because he's put out, I think he put out Garden the Mutilated Paratroopers either last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hasn't put out uh, a album on Profound Lore since I think uh rainbow mirror and so uh it, you know those profound lore albums get a lot of you know um attention especially since the one before that was frozen niagara falls which was my first period album and mm. arguably still my favorite now that i think about it it's between that and bermuda drain but um so i would be really cool to see uh dominic ferno sort of come out with that especially since uh last year he did um that um vatican shadow album which was really good which um can we just talk about that really quick because i i actually did listen to it and it sounded like a modern warfare soundtrack yes to me and i mean that in the most positive way because it was so cool to listen to (laughs) yeah that's actually wow that feels so right that's that's really funny (laughs) I I feel like a heretic saying making that comparison, but I I just like I it's the most apt that I could think of. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome. So yeah, th- that's all I have. Great. Yeah, I uh, I actually really like the kind of surprise each year about like bands coming out of nowhere with new releases. So I didn't have a yeah. ton that I'm bringing to the table, but um. Uh, this one will probably hit close to home for you, uh, Mr. Bungle, uh, only because, and I mean hmm. this in the sense of since they came back and poured their efforts into the, this thrash revival, yeah, the, whatever. Yeah, the, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo. Exactly. Like, are, I wonder, do they think, yeah, that'll satiate fans, or they just, are, did they get back together because they thought it'd be fun to relive the olden days? Where are we actually going to get new material? Uh, there's, there's no telling. I know exactly. with them. So, but I, I, you you can prom be promised that Mike Patton will do something this year. Yeah. So, so definitely he will. But I'm curious. Will I don't know. I, I think I'd, I'd be really interested to see if they decide, like you know what, let's actually do the type of music that everyone was hoping we do. But uh, we'll see. Okay. Speaking of Mr. Bungle, actually, I kind of want to add on to my list very slightly. Uh, it'd be cool to see a new Secret Chiefs three album. Uh, yeah. Just because you know, because I, I have you ever listened to them? By the way, no. I, I mean, I know you, they, I know they're connected, but I don't know. Yeah, you you might really like Secret Chiefs Three. Um, they, they they're they're a fun band to listen to. It's, it's it's kind of like instrumental Mr. Bungle. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, go on, uh, good sir. Yeah. So another one. Uh, 
Jamie XX. Uh, mm. In our big CD buy, I purchased all three XX albums because I was kind of on a, a fuck it spree. Um, <laughs> and I am reminded why I have always been hit or miss with them because I just, I feel, you know what? It's specifically the dude's vocals. His vocals are just really an energy, oh, an energy Is suck. it a dude? Because I, I see, I, I, I guess I get the XX mixed up with Crystal Castles. So <laughs> no, there's a you know there's a, a guy and a girl singing, and the okay. girl's vocals are actually really pretty and nice. Like they're not exceptional, but they're nice. The guy's vocals are the most monotone, monotone like post punk style vocals, like not not good. Um, mm. And on their third album, there's a better balance and. The electronics come through a lot more. I think it was around the time Jamie XX, or was a little bit after he released In Color. Uh, I know he put a lot into In Color. Like it was, it was the kind of the culmination of years and years and years of work. So I find it a little unlikely that he would turn around. It probably will be the same thing for his follow up, but I would, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, th- um, that would be really cool. Yeah. I would love to hear a, like a sequel to that. Um, next, and I only do this just because they're so mysterious, and also because I. Uh, finally completed their discography the other day uh godspeed you black emperor uh, i you know oh, they yeah. have been releasing albums at a relatively decent clip i think their last album came out in 2017 so it's plausible but just the fact that it's kind of a mystery when they'll drop a new album so mm. but i'm looking forward to that um and i guess the last one i don't know it popped in my head while i was thinking about it what about my bloody valentine and oh i think, I think yeah. that would specifically be interesting because around the early they, they released mbv in 2013 obviously it was the infamous you know like over 20 years after they released loveless they came out with the follow-up um, yeah and i like that album i thought it was good uh not as good as loveless but obviously that's you know a little bit difficult to do yeah um but around that time is when kind of this new wave of shoegaze and dream pop really started exploding kind of like the the the, the nothings of the world like were um, and a you know, bunch of you know, million other copycats. So I wonder how the, it would be received. You know, I think the novelty of twenty, you know, twenty-two years later, and the fact that it was My Bloody Valentine definitely helped propel them. I wonder what would happen if it was only, you know, seven or eight years, and now suddenly they're releasing an album well, in a completely different shoegaze environment. It's uh, it's interesting you say that because Kevin Shields uh, said I think it was either last or the year before that he had like one or two My Bloody Valentine records that like he was working on. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what? He could say a lot of things, can he? And we'll just we'll have to see. We'll have to see what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, right? but like they, I, I, I specifically remember that they they were like, yeah, I like we're gonna put it out this year, and it's like, okay, <laughs> where is it? But like. They, they, there's something. There's definitely something. Whether we'll see it, who knows? But there's something. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I'd definitely be interested in, in in what that would sound like because I felt like MBV was kind of a. It was kind of what you'd expect my buddy Valentine to sound like in 2013. Like it was, it was. It was in a, I don't mean that in a negative way or a positive way. It just it was good, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty much what I expected. But I, I'm curious now that shoegaze kind of has hit its own an interesting stride um i mean it, it's it's kind of like um when older i mean it's not like this necessarily because they're totally different genres but it's like when veteran death metal bands come back like old school death metal bands come back in in the middle of this old school death metal revival 
Um, um, and yeah. they, they don't have the same kind of oomph that the younger bands do and they're kind of just treading water. Um, I mean, some of them are able to to still be great, still be the you know the band. Everyone they kind of prove why they're a veteran band. So, so, so basically, you're trying to bet whether Kevin Shields will be, will be like you know turn my bloody Valentine into like a dinosaur band or like a cutting edge type of thing. Yeah, I'm curious. Are they like is he going to evolve? Do something really interesting? Is he just kind of tread water? I mean, I, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, I, I thought MBV. There was again some novelty to the fact that. It finally broke the 22 year years of silence and it was cool to get something you know after listening to loveless for umpteenth million time but you know now i think it's like breaking it over a two decade gap it, it does it like that has a little bit more weight than okay it was only been seven or eight years like i feel like it's just like that's a long gap but it's not it's not two decades it's not like you know the 2010s versus the 90s. Now it's you know the 2010s versus 2021. So yeah, I, I I I get where you're going. So. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, that well, is our episode. And are yeah. we we doing albums of the week? Uh, hell yeah, we are. All right. Well, take us away. Okay. Um. So, my album of the week was actually going to be Purple Rain. Um. Because I had it on the other day, and I just, I I mean, it's it's so obvious to say that it's like it's a good album, but it it's just like. It gets me every time. Yeah. But uh, I had this on this morning in the car, and it kind of reminded me how much I love this musician. And it's um, Axis Bold as Love by uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Nice. Uh, because I, I think I mentioned not too long ago that uh, I had Electric Ladyland on, and, like, I just, I, I fucking hated it. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, I, I love having this album on because it just reminds me that, like, you know... Hendrix actually has a good songwriter side to him, I guess. Like there are just some really, really great like subdued tracks on this thing. Uh, I mean, Castles Made of Sand is and uh, Little Wing are probably like the biggest ones, but the title track is really great too. You know, it's just a it's a beautiful little album. Um, probably the most underrated actually out of those three Hendrix Experience albums. Now that I think about it, but um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, is a good pick to start out the year. And um, what about you? And uh, in the spirit of, of completing discographies, like I just mentioned with Godspeed, uh, decided to complete um, this band's discography. Unfortunately, I just needed their final album that they they came out with a few years ago. I uh, didn't care for it that much, but it forced me to listen to their previous three albums in sequence a lot more. And I had trouble picking which of the three I wanted to highlight, but I think I'm going to do what is probably my favorite, and that is Vicatomist by Grizzly Bear. Um, they are such an interesting band. It's it, they. The more I listen to them, the more I appreciate them. Um, there's some jazziness going on, obviously a lot of folk, some psychedelia, but just the way that they structure chords the way that they you know the guitar tone that they achieve it's just so intriguing and they have a lot of song structures like they can go from a song like two weeks which is super um you know super poppy as that big bright piano chord and, and, the, and the good um you know, like a really great hook you know the opening track is like kind of like a jazzier number deeper in the track list they have you know some really deep psychedelic like almost experimental 
um, segments. Just just a really really cool band, and I'm, I'm I want to try to uncrack their um, I think Painted Ruins, the name of the newest album. Uh, I didn't like the direction they went on that. I want to try to appreciate it a bit more. We'll see. Uh, I just just really like listening to a band's discography and sequence. It was kind of illuminating to, to see the evolution of their sound and the different directions they took. Mm. Uh, it was cool. But I think at the end of the day, Vicadimus still remains. You know, it was the first album of theirs I heard, and I think it's still my favorite. It, it, it's shitty of me, but I always get, like, I kind of group Grizzly Baron with, like, Deer Hoof and, like, you know, Animal <laughs> Collective, kind of. Oh, that's funny. Like, in that they're like, oh, kind of psychedelic indie stuff, kind of. But I've just like, but I've also like never listened to really any of them, so <laughs> I, I I suck, I guess. <laughs> and I guess that's how we're ending this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I, I suck on fact, I, on record. <laughs> there. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. I guess we'll be back next week. Yeah, talk to you then. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on... uh, iTunes pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast. Basically, uh, we are on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Sayshara Podcast on Twitter, and our email I think is Sayshara Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.